Coffee with Humans is live, candid conversations between strangers who become friends. Made possible with your support. Subscribe, share, and comment on your favorite platform. Get Coffee with Humans mugs and more. Links are at coffeewithhumans.com. Thanks for joining me. We are live once again with Coffee with Humans with my soon-to-be new friend, Vamsi. Welcome to Coffee with Humans. Hey, Jason. Good to be here. <laughs> oh, is that? Yeah. Pow, pow. There you go. Or do we have to do the COVID? Do we have to do like a COVID elbow bump? Is that the... Yeah, we can do that because it's a Zoom line. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, this is great, man. So I'm up in the Chicago area. You are where? Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Awesome. That's a cool area. I like it Pennsylvania. Is, is. We just got snow yesterday. Can you believe that? Did you, really? did, it stick? did you have a layer of snow or did it just disappear? No, it melted away, but like it was about like one inch snow, almost like a summertime. Oh, really? It was, that was so funny too, because we, we were looking like in, in Northern Illinois, like it was going to turn to spring and summer. And then all of a sudden it took a uh, tight about face earlier this week. And I, and, and, and yesterday, I, similarly to you, I like looked out in the morning and there were snow flurries coming down. And I was like, come on, like, what? stop it. Make up your mind. Come. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Always, we need to enjoy those little things. I was telling, like, my kids, we need to wait for six more months until we get next snow. So this is the last snow. Enjoy it. That's true. Absolutely. I some Years ago, not several years ago, it was some time ago, maybe 10 years ago or more, I put a new furnace into my house. And it was probably, might've been like the middle or March or something like that. And I thought all the snow had passed. I scheduled everything. I shut off all the gas lines and that type of stuff. And I was installing this thing myself at the time. And there was a freak snowstorm that day. And we had so much snow coming down and I was outside like running a gas lines and all sorts of stuff. The furnace wasn't connected. And I thought this is bad timing because <laughs> all of a sudden the temperatures had plummeted. And I'm thinking, so I measured, actually, before I took the furnace out, I had raised the temperature in the house because I measured that I was losing about a degree per hour. So I raised wow. the temperature pretty high in the house. And I was like, I got to buy myself some time just in case like the furnace went in. It was like dead on arrival or something like that. So yeah, this is a good time of year when it's shifting. Absolutely. Make it Absolutely. Th those are the memories I think like maybe we're going to keep in our mind for the rest of our life. If everything going as per the plan, there is nothing there interesting. It's like pretty boring. Since you recollected that I was talking about the snow yesterday. So there's like something outside of our zone. That's a very good point. The things that didn't go to plan are the things that we remember. Everything else just, you're like you talked about, just hit in the, uh, the confines of everyday life and they just disappear. We forget that they even occur. Yeah, yeah. So why did you choose to have coffee with me? I'm curious. I think uh, that's a good question, Jason. I, I always wanted to meet people who are doing great things. And I thought like it's a great opportunity. When I first saw your bio and the description, this is not a podcast and this is not a clubhouse like people are pitching a lot of things. This is in between. You created some space where we can have real conversation. I thought that's like, a really fantastic idea. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't have anything particular in mind when I started Coffee with Humans other than I thought if people get together and deliberately or consciously choose to create a space and in that space and bring, make the world a better place, then we can do that. And that's, and I thought well, if people want to have coffee with me, I'll have coffee with you. And yeah, now you're probably the 70th live episode and there are about wow. 70 recorded episodes prior to that. 
in the past year. In Beautiful. fact, we're probably close to the first anniversary, or maybe we already passed it. I don't know. Definitely, we'll, I think we'll say the, the anniversary ones. episode. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm grateful for uh, being in this show, Jason. Uh, this reminds me of something. When I was in corporate, like I was in corporate for about 23 years before I started my own thing, I always used to take my new hires out for a walk. So just like a casual walk, no agenda, just like go out and spend like maybe 45 minutes. If it's like a snowing outside, we used to wear our jackets, take them out and just like have a chat, like what's going on in your life. And sometimes like maybe I used to take all my direct reports as well, one by one. So it's like outside of our zone. I think whatever you're doing this, exactly that reminds me of having a real conversation, no agenda, nothing. I'm really excited. Yeah. I I think it's, I think it's important because too often we get caught in this, I think a, it's almost like a feedback loop where we are acting as some person, let's say we're like, you're a corporate, you've got some job to do or somebody, you've got a new hire, they want to keep their job. So they have to act like they're talented and know what they're doing and all such stuff. And then, and so they present themselves as one, as a certain or in a certain space with a certain facility. And then to keep that going, right. It's like all of a sudden we create this feedback loop, this cycle when under the surface we're just people and some days we're making stuff up and we all in in a large degree all just woke up in the morning kind of like great equalizers we woke up in the morning wanting today to be a good day i wanted to be successful today you wanted to be successful today and then somewhere between what time we woke up and the time we went to bed things got all haywire and it happened for all of us or is going to happen for all of us at some point in time and I think that's the whole idea. I think we caught it behind coffee with humans. It's cool. We've all done things. We've all got skills. We've all got talents. We've got all got connections, but we're just people. Let's just have a conversation and try and make the world a better place. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Everyone around us like wearing masks. I think like maybe this is the time to take out the masks and just like have a conversation with a real human. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So how did you find out about coffee with humans? I got introduced, I think like you, Brendan. Uh, oh, really? Brendan, yeah. So Brendan introduced uh, you to me and he said, yeah, I think you should be in this show. And it's been, I think, like almost two months ago. And I, yes. I saw your availability and yeah. Are, what, is, do I have it right that you're Brendan's coach? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> See, this is so funny because for our viewers and listeners and for you, it's like, I do no research on people. They, I, on purpose. Because I don't want to set expectations because all, whatever I come across or whatever I come up with is going to, is going to taint my opinion and my viewpoint. And I'm going to come at it from a certain angle. And I don't want to have any of that. I just want to go in and say, Hey, like we just bumped into each other, but th this is great. So you're Brendan's coach. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I recall yeah, yeah. now. Yeah. I, I was a Brendan's coach. Now he's my business partner. He's so good. Okay. I thought maybe I can't ignore him. <laughs> so working together on, on a mission to inspire people. That's really cool. Yeah. And he coaches wow. me sometimes as well. He's really smart. He's a younger boy, but like maybe 60 years wisdom on his. <laughs> yeah. To, to that point, it's like we can all be coached by somebody. And, and even when we don't intend to be coached, if we're open, yeah, I think we live openly enough in our minds and our hearts then we are constantly learning new things and constantly learning to ask better questions, which is one of the premises of coaching. So Absolutely. I'm glad you're here. This is great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when you were signing up, there was a, it asked a couple questions. One of them was what, what, like what's on your mind? 
And so when we were talking about what to title this, she talked about titling it, live your life fully, die empty. Mm. And I'm wondering, can characterize, maybe characterize what that means to you? What's the definition of living fully and dying empty? Absolutely, absolutely. So the stock market right now, it's going up really good from the last maybe 10 years. And the mm -hmm. real estate market is really high, all-time high. Most expensive place in the world right now? I don't. It's not New York. It's not Tokyo. Definitely not Dubai. It's graveyard. There, all the ideas, all the big dreams are going there without maybe any execution. So that is where like maybe I think like we all have opportunity because we are not there yet. Out of like maybe every 10,000 people who are dreaming, only one making that dream come to reality. Maybe we need to just ask this question, do I need to take my dream to the graveyard or just start working on that towards? Just like how Jason, you started this mission, having coffee with all the people around the world. I saw a couple of your episodes before you, you had coffee with people across the globe from Malaysia, from Dubai, from Kuwait, uh, pretty much all over the world, right? So yep. that's, I think, like maybe oh, the message that I wanted to uh, share with the world. If you have a dream, something like that, maybe me, I had a dream and I working on my dream every day, work in progress. So if you complete that, you're going to die empty. You're just like going to this, make sure you completed everything, the things that we're supposed to be doing and uh, going to going there with emptiness. So I'm curious then, why is this a topic that you care about? Where's the, where, where's this come from internally for you? Absolutely. One story I wanted to share, I was in the corporate for about 23 years, around 11 years ago, I got opportunity to step into management role. I was, I was into IT, IT technology side. So I stepped into management side at Jason. There, I was like not expecting that position, just like maybe out of the blue, I got somebody noticed that I think Wamsi is capable of managing this team. Very first month, they asked me, hey, Vamsi, you're going to be uh, giving a keynote speech. Here, you're going to be sharing your vision about what you're going to be doing for the next six months with your entire team. I was super excited for that opportunity. And I prepared all night what I was going to talk about and went to the work that day. I realized it's not just like my dad team. The manager at the time, the director, he invited entire organization to the town hall. So I got on the stage. You can't believe that I completely bombed on the stage. I could not even tell what I did until that point. That night, I felt really bad. I think maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I, I don't think like I deserve this position. My wife saw me and say, I never saw you that dull. What happened to you? And I told her, I think like I took a position where I'm not capable of delivering something. And I said, if you don't like that position, why don't you go back to your old position? Wow, that's a great idea. <laughs> I can go back to that. Next day, my intention, Jason, was go there, talk to my manager and say, hey, thank you so much for the opportunity, but I don't think maybe I'm good for this management position. I wanted to go back and do my IT stuff. That was the intention. I went to the office and I knocked the door. He said, come on, young man. And, uh, I was about to open my mouth and he said, Wamsi, you did pretty well yesterday. That <laughs> completely blowed my mind. Said, really? I was about to say I would have done a little better or I've done like maybe differently. He said, this is just the beginning. You're going to get many opportunities. Do you have anything to talk about? 
If not, you can go back to work. I stepped out from the room. I decided somebody believed in me. Hmm. I do not want to let this person down for any reason. I started investing into my personal growth. I started going to Toastmasters. I started attending conferences. I started buying books. Pretty much whatever I was making at that point, after paying my mortgage and kids and like a family, all the necessities, I started like investing into my brain. So there I saw a lot of opportunities. Oh my God, like these guys are doing amazing things. I was in the four walls until that point. I thought like IT is only the thing that is career. There are many wonderful things outside. So I started exploring. I started like mentoring people in the corporate without like even me knowing that I was a coach. I was always like trying to help people, two levels above me, two levels below me. I was just like talking in terms of like inspiration, in terms of like maybe action taking, all those things. To come back to your question, that is where the thoughts came into my mind. I thought like they can do that. And I see many possibilities, like maybe people are, they have a lot of dreams, but they have so many limiting beliefs that maybe those beliefs holding them back to maybe where they are right now. They could be like a manager, could be director, but if they just like maybe release those limiting beliefs, they can go and serve like maybe the, the people 10 times, maybe 100 times better. Hope this landed for you. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's great. The idea that we have a certain viewpoint like you have, we've, we've got this viewpoint that we judge ourselves under. Mm -hmm. and, then, and yet somebody else who looks at the outside sees something completely different. And how often we miss, I think, or overlook the qualities that that we take for granted. And yet when somebody tells us about them, it, it becomes that inspiration. It becomes a strengthening, right, for ourselves. 100%, 100%. If some, since somebody believed in me and I completely transformed my life because of one single belief, and that's also like maybe the reason behind what I'm doing right now, I started an organization called Make More Leaders because world mm -hmm. leads needs like more leaders. And I thought like maybe everybody is a leader. The moment they step into that, I think they can show that you don't have to be the CEO or a president or like maybe a, a, a supervisor to become a leader. You're a mom, dad, or like maybe a kid. Anyone can step into that. It can be just like a designed and cultivated at any point. So that's the reason behind. One of the things that stood out from that is, is you talked about belief and how belief connects with action. And I think that's so true. Our, whether we, whether it's the, it's the saying, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And so I do some business advisory work and I have a question that I ask, which is, how are you feeling today on a scale of one to 10? That's all. Mm -hmm. It's just totally open-ended one to 10, one being terrible, 10 being best ever. How do you feel? And when I first start working with a person, I say, what's your general average? What do you think? What's the background noise average? And it, it because I'm convinced that when we feel when we've got our mindset that our feelings are connected with our mind or connect that connects with our act positive forward movement. And when we get in that funky space where we're like, ah, I can't, I shouldn't, I right, then we don't. And even though we're might we might be very capable, because belief does not have to be connected to facts in any way. Our beliefs sometimes stand in direct uh, or a direct opposition or are contrary to facts. It's a funny story. I was sit sitting in a crowd, a bunch of people, and a guy was up on stage and he says, hey, I've got two sayings for you. He says, the early bird gets the worm. Mm -hmm. uh, who, who believes in that? You're like, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. He says, good things come to those who wait. Who, who believes that? They're like, 
yeah. And you're like, so is the early bird get the worm or do good things come to those who wait? Because those are two different things. Like they are opposite. And, and it kind of, oh, wait a second. I believe both of those things. Oh, <laughs> so I just actually make it up circumstantially, whether I think I should be the early bird or I should, good things come to those who wait. I craft my beliefs sometimes to fit the, the situation. Well, what if you just believe that you could? And, <laughs> and when you don't believe that you can, what if you invited other people around you who could help you see, because sometimes our view of the facts sends us down a belief cycle that just isn't, doesn't move us, doesn't move our lives or our businesses where we want them to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a really good example. It's all about like maybe what we believe in, right? Some people believe they can, some people like they believe everything, everything is possible. And I like the way you asked that how on scale of one to 10, where do you rate yourself? I do this too, Jason. I also ask that 10 being like a Michael Jordan level. Mm. One being like, you're almost like a dad. So pretty much like a, they, they get like inspiration by they're like, maybe for example, if they are like a dance lovers, ask you compare yourself with the Michael Jackson. Mm. Is that like maybe sports person, one of the sports, like maybe if they're watching cricket, or do you compare yourself with Sachin Tendulkar? He's like maybe the God of cricket. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point because we tend to, we tend to or maybe it's your experience that people, us, are, uh, us as individuals too, or we as individuals, tend to uh, idealize or put out in front of us a certain individual or a certain thing and say, I want to aspire to that. And that becomes our, our measurement. And sometimes we, we don't have the expanded mind. We don't have the experience. We don't have the skills to understand what we are actually capable of sometimes. And so we need that measurement out in front of us to say, I want to be like that. We have somebody to follow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the next question I asked them after asking like how you are feeling on scale of one to 10, if they say maybe three, four or five, what is stopping you to be? So you both are humans, like why you're, you're just like maybe. So that, that gives like maybe a space in their mind. Oh, so what can I do to go from like four to 10? Because everyone knows what they exactly like maybe wanted to be doing, but like they're not doing those things, right? We need to get up at like maybe early in the morning before maybe our competition, do that reps, like maybe write down your general, do meditation, whatever that is. But, oh, I wanted to sleep on bed for extra 90 minutes. I'll do it tomorrow. So that's the reason our scores are going low. But if you compare with somebody, I think definitely we can bring that back. Yeah, absolutely. So how long have you been doing the coaching thing? I've been coaching for about three years. And about like maybe close to one year, I'm 100% coaching. Like I quit my corporate job and doing this full time. Group stuff or individuals or both? Uh, groups. Yeah. I have, a, a, yeah, all, all group coaching. I do have a one or two one-on-one -on -one coaching, but I always encourage people to be part of the group because in the group environment, we learn things faster because we learn from everyone's experience. This is an example I give it all the time. If you have like maybe one apple, and I have one apple, let's say like maybe you have green apple and I have red apple, we exchange apples. So end of the day, you have red apple, I have green apple because we exchanged apples. Whereas if you're sitting in the group, you have one idea, I have one idea, and we exchange ideas, we're both going to have two ideas. Just imagine you're sitting with like maybe 10 other awesome people like us, and you're going to have 10 ideas and you can just go and implement at least two you're going to be super successful. Yeah. Or do you work around specific topics or what, how do you, uh, 
Yeah, I, what's... I, it's all about high performance. So this is all going back to creating that momentum. I have two different streams. I help people, Jason. One, people who are like really good at one point, they, they are like really high performers, but they lost that mojo. So I help them to bring that mojo back so they can go back and do wonderful things. This is, I was like that before. I was like really good. I hit a glass ceiling. And after that, like somebody helped me to come out from there and I'm not like there anymore. And I'm unstoppable now. The same way I do that, creating that mojo, bringing that momentum. Three steps like I help on. First, like maybe help them to identify why they stuck there. So maybe identifying those limiting beliefs. What are those limiting beliefs? What are those things like costing them? If they identify what that is, definitely, I think like maybe they can just eliminate that, right? We all like maybe boats in the sea. Boat is going to be really safe in the if you put the boat and anchor it to the harbor, like uh, it's, it's going to be safe. But boats are not meant to be staying at the harbor. Boat meant to be sailing in the seas. The same way we are safe in the current zone. Maybe the job that we are in or like maybe the business that what we are doing, once we release those anchors, I think like maybe we're going to see the real advantage of like our purpose. Going back to dying empty is like basically if you're staying in the harbor all your life, you're not going to be dying empty. You're dying very heavy. The second step part of this is the creating them like the compelling vision. It's all about the dreams. What are the dreams? Like maybe bring that crystal clarity to their dream. It's like, it's, I call this like a 4K picture. You need to have a 4K picture of what exactly the target that you are looking for. This is also like one of the famous or favorite code. If you don't know where you are going, any road will take you there, right? So I think like we all need to have where we are going first, like maybe why we are doing that, working hard towards that particular goal. So bringing that clarity, bringing that vision is the second step. And the final step part of this program I help on is it's all about creating your own brand because there are so many people doing what you are planning on doing. Just like maybe say there are like maybe million podcasts there. The show that you started, it's completely like maybe say you created a complete different zone, this real conversation, no, no bios, no sales, nothing. So I think like maybe something like that, you're standing out. This is your brand. Maybe all the viewers that are watching, I think like maybe going to be part of your show down the road, all, all my friends and maybe my clients too. Down the road. <laughs> so that's like a creating that brand and whatever that brand that they wanted to carry as such. So that is how like the program works. So I create the content. I deliver that every single week. And it's more about like the mastermind environment. We share, we share wins, we share like failures and uh, all that's to push each other up. What's been, what's been, a, what's been a topic that's recently just bubbled to the surface. So here's what I mean by that. I tend to, when I evaluate where I'm at, what I need to do or want mm. to do, I envision myself on a dock looking across a still lake, right? Early mm. in the morning or, or sometimes in the evening where no wind. And then in which it's sometimes a bubble will appear, right? And then another bubble over here. And then back in the original spot, there's another bubble. It tends to be that I have a lot of different thoughts. I got a lot of bubbles that are coming up all the time. However, there are usually consistent places in my life where a bubble starts appearing. And I'm like, oh, that's something that needs to be addressed. What are the bubbles that have been appearing in your sphere of it? Absolutely. One, one thing consistent across like maybe whatever the stream that I'm coaching or like maybe observing, Jason, I think like you, you might also observed part of your coaching, your business coaching, shiny object syndrome. So hmm. 
lot of opportunities out there. People are maybe spending time between task to task to task. They're spending like an entire day. They look back, nothing happened. This is because everything is shiny. I think I need to be jump on that. I need to buy that course. I need to read that book. I need to just do, but like nothing, nothing is happening because we are switching from one to other thing. This is something that I always say, we can grow one inch in 12 different directions, or we can grow 12 inches in one direction. We have opportunity every single day in front of us. We need to choose one because if you miss this day, you're like maybe one less day in your life, right? We all have limited days. Let's assume like we all have 40,000 days in, in our entire life. And based on our age, we're almost like maybe definitely more than one quarter. So the remaining days are limited. Why waste every day? Just like maybe choose one thing that you are really passionate about and just work on that. Rest all, make it like secondary thing. Like maybe your job, your paycheck, these are all the things, it'll be there. So that's how like maybe the bubbles, I see a lot of people jumping between one and one. And I've been like heavily invested into personal development as well, Jason. Last like maybe 10 years, been like at least last three, four years, I spent like more than quarter million dollars on my personal growth, going to seminars, like getting mentored by all the best in the world. I see when I go to seminars, like maybe sometimes like a couple of thousand people, they come to the seminar and three months later, they go to the next seminar. Three months later, again, goes to the next seminar. But it's all about maybe they're gaining that knowledge, but they are not implementing that knowledge anywhere. So that is no. exactly like the shiny object syndrome. Like they ask, hey, what is the next seminar that you are going for? I wanted to go there too. I ask the question, why? So that's, I think, like maybe the bubble. So let's, let me ask a couple of questions, Jason. I would like to know, I, I know you're doing some amazing things on the business space. Uh, Tell me a little bit about what you are doing and what kind of like problems that you are solving. Ooh, boy. <laughs> Nobody's ever, nobody asks me that stuff. <laughs> I tend to shy away from talking about business stuff. So I actually just was just changing out the header on my website uh, earlier mm -hmm. today, my personal website, the idea of the real J Todd. And it's been a journey. Like I've admittedly hidden a little bit from stepping into the things I've done and I've always wanted to put a company face in front of me instead of just stepping out there. And that's why Coffee with Humans has been really interesting for me because it's been a growth path. Mm. Uh, and I've, I, it's not that I've not, I haven't done a lot of public speaking. I have I've been called on to do keynotes and all sorts of things. Um, but, and I've got, shoot, I already, I've had maybe 400 live streams and 200 something podcast episodes in different brands and stuff. So I, I, I'm skilled in those areas, but also and people wouldn't believe it, I tend to not want to put myself out front. I just, mm -hmm. I just tend to be good at it and people like it. So I do it. So I've, I've been, I've been rethinking a little bit of what I do and that I put it all in the real jtodd.com brand. And one of the things that I did on there was I started listing out all of the things that I've done. And I did that, I, I did that very purposefully because I, maybe like you, entered a period of my time, of my life where I was forgetting, mm -hmm. like I had taken for granted the things that I knew, the experiences I had, the skills that I had to be where I was at. And I didn't deal well with failure because things just tended to go well. And then when they didn't, I didn't have skills for failure. I shouldn't, certainly didn't want to fail publicly. And, uh, and to recall to my mind who I had become, I just took, I made a diet, an exhaustive list of stuff that I'd done. And I looked back and I was like, holy hell, that's pretty good stuff. And it, that I drove, I 
developed strength, right? From looking at history. And so I, I regularly coach high performing or not, I shouldn't say coach, I advise. I don't actually do a lot of coaching. I step in as an advisor, a business advisor for startups or executives and high performing teams around specific topics, the point of leverage, the, the acute need, right? It, in an effort to change the trajectory. And I bring my skills and experience into that space. And my, and then I do this coffee with humans thing because it gives me a global base of people to just chat with, which I'm a consumer of information and curiosity. And I love being, I love learning about people and where they've been. And that also gives me, gives me space to connect others together. So you should go talk to, you should go talk to, oh, you're stuck on that thing. You should go talk to, I really enjoy that because I really want to make or create a container for people that, that they, uh, a real difference in their lives can be felt. And sometimes that's a real difference in their business or many times it is. Absolutely. I know it's pretty broad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for sharing. Broad. Yeah. So I've done a lot. Understanding <laughs> Jason is, I, I think whatever that you are doing or whatever you have done until this point, it's dream for many people and uh, indirectly you're helping them to show the possibilities. Podcasting like maybe 100 plus shows and like maybe uh, talking to people across the globe. It's not, uh, I think that's like maybe the best skill. I want to have that. I don't have that yet. I'm work in progress. So I can definitely learn something from you and just like me, maybe millions of people. Thanks for everything what you're doing. Looks like we lost Jason. He might uh, have some internet issues, but he'll be back. Am I back? Yes, you're back. Oh my gosh, how frustrating. I moved my computer. Yeah. And I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah, I just Not left a note to our audience saying that Jason is be back in a few seconds. I've, I, it says I've got 100% strength, but apparently it doesn't mean it to my router. So right. I should probably wire that in. Yeah, sometimes we, we never know uh, because everybody's working from home and the bandwidth is, I think, like maybe everybody's using it. Or like maybe if you have kids at home, they might be playing some PlayStation, Netflix, and all at the same time. I moved, I moved my space. It was sitting up in my dining room and I had a cool mm. little background, like pictures and stuff like that. And then, and I was getting tired of not having a dining room. And so mm. I moved it downstairs and now I've got this fancy black background behind me and I have a hundred percent strength, but I also don't have line of sight to my router anymore. Like, Oops. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is life. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You just roll with it and figure it out. So what's the, what's your, on your mind for 2021 in this idea of coaching and for your business and where you're headed? So I think I have a three-year roadmap. I plan every time like three years ahead. So three years, I wanted to just like impact like maybe thousand people that I can connect, transform. It's not just like a giving me like information. It's all about like they implementing the information, making sure, taking the action. So that way. My goal is uh, for them to go and transform many other people. Just like maybe you are inspiring many people across the globe. And with the conversations, what we are having here, like maybe you had this is 70th. So all the information, all the nuggets, all the mic drops, they're going to be applying that into their life as well. So all my clients, I think like, I don't see them like a clients. They are the ones going to take my message and apply it to in, like many other lives. That's pretty profound. Yeah, sure. Now, have you read the book, Vivid Vision, Jason? I have not. Okay. I think like the vivid vision is a small book. Like it's a couple of, maybe you can take, finish it in two hours, maybe three hours. If you see, like I got like maybe 400 books. It's difficult to find. I need a digital directory. <laughs> Here's the book. 
uh, yeah, River Vision is the book inspired me to create that three-year vision. Really? Okay. Yeah. How? What is? What are the principles of that book? Just what's the synopsis? What stood yeah, out to you? I think like many people talk about, you need to have one-year vision. Or maybe you need to have short term. I think this book, it's almost like you have your own chief goals officer. So there are like some strategies and you can take that and apply it anytime. And also like we, I recommend some of my executive clients to do this exercise every maybe a couple of quarters. Because we are not the same human being where we are like maybe last quarter, especially if you are working with the coach or if you are like maybe the same person where you are like 12 months ago, that means Either you're doing something wrong or you hired a wrong coach. Yeah. So that's my planning process. I keep saying several years ago, but life, it's not several years ago, longer than that. <laughs> years ago, I had made a plan for myself and I made it, I, I call it like a three to five year plan hmm. because one year, one year moves pretty quick and three year, if it's important enough to still have around that goal in three years, it might be a pretty good goal, right? Because I think there's sometimes transient goals where we think mm. it's important. And then six months later, we're just like, eh, that was useful. But three-year plan was like, this is something I wanted to do. And so I've separated that list into two different things I wanted to do and things I wanted to be. And where the two kind of coincided, I was like, wow, this is, that's one of those bubbles on this, on that still surface of my mind. And one of those was I was tired of living an unadventurous life. I wanted to be adventuresome. I want, I was like, I wanted to get out there and do stuff. And I, and in the meantime, I was building an e-commerce company and not being adventurous, sitting in front of, sitting in front of a computer that for no apparent, no, no good reason. Like I could afford to travel and had a remote lifestyle if I wanted it, but I had a team and all sorts of stuff too. And it just trapped me or I felt trapped. Then one of the things I wanted to do was climb. And the reason I wanted to climb mountain, not only was I wanted to be adventurous, but the reason I wanted to climb mountain was I was afraid of heights. And I thought to myself, I don't want to be a. I don't want to be trapped by that fear anymore. I don't want that fear to control me. I want to be a slave to the fear. And I thought, how do I go about doing this? If I want to be more adventurous and I want to climb a mountain, what do I need to do? I need to learn to rock climb. And so I did. I sought out where places to rock climb and YMCA had some rock climbing classes, got connected with that, learned to rock climb, ended up with a good friend out of there, have rock climbed quite a bit, even to the point of taking other people climbing and, and running group trips and stuff like that. And it was liberating to me because along the side, tying back to this idea of limiting beliefs, the fear of heights is an interesting limiting belief because there are two, if there are two people standing on the edge of a cliff and one person's afraid and the other person isn't, what's the difference? Because the two people are in the same circumstance and yet they're having wildly different experiences in their minds. And so I reasoned with myself, if I'm the person who's afraid, I need to go seek out the information that the person who's not afraid must know that I don't know yet. And if I sought that information out and understood it, then maybe I would know that I shouldn't be afraid. And so I did. Now I know how to keep myself safe and when I am unsafe. And that allowed me to disconnect this idea of fear and safety because the two are not the same. I can be, I can be safe and fearful I could be safe and not fearful. I could be unsafe and fearful or unsafe and not fearful. And it's important to recognize for me when I'm safe and when I'm unsafe. And if I'm safe, there's no reason for fear. And when I'm unsafe, absolutely. Fear is there. Fear is a good negotiator <laughs> in my head to say, don't do this. It's a terrible idea because you're not going to be safe. 
And do you want to take the risk? So that's, that was my, that though it was interesting that, and I accomplished other things too on that three to five year plan. And because I believe what happened is in my subconscious, not only did I take conscious steps to move in that direction, but my subconscious crafted, began to craft my circumstances because I knew what I wanted. And they were tied to things I wanted to be, the person I wanted to see myself as, because I too often, I think it's the person that we see ourselves as that we go off and project ourselves into the world. And that's, and that gets us sometimes in trouble and holds us back from certain things. Say, but I'm not capable of that. That you're, you're absolutely right. When you see yourself as that, you're going to be that. So change it how you see yourself and, and then you go off and do something different. So that's how I connected my, it was, so when you said the three-year plan, I was like, wait a second, I've done a three-year plan. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm yeah. about due for another one, actually. <laughs> I'm sure, overdue. Sure. Should yeah, get that. absolutely. Yes. And I think something that I learned already from you is rock climbing. I never thought maybe there, there are like rock climbing lessons. Maybe I'll go and explore any sessions outside. And I have the same thing. Maybe I'm not good at doing rock climbing and I'm not good at maybe going for heights. I'll try something. <laughs> yeah. It's exposure therapy, if nothing else. Exactly. Sometimes <laughs> works. Sometimes right. it doesn't. My, I'm allergic to cats pretty heavily. If, I, if I'm in the room with a place, a place that hasn't been cleaned at, and has cats, then I'm, my, my eyes will start to really get bad and I'll, my, my nose will stuff up and stuff. And if I touch my eyes after, <laughs> after I pet a cat, then it's all over. Like I'm all stuffed up. But my daughter wanted a cat. This was a while ago. My daughter wanted a cat. And I thought, uh, and a cat actually just showed up in the wood pile. It was this tiny little nothing of a cat. So cute. And I was like, okay, fine, we'll try it. And so I did all sorts of research on exposure therapy to, for allergens mm. and, uh, and it worked. I think I maybe got a little less allergic to the cat as it hung around, uh, but I was pretty, pretty miserable. I was taking Benadryl every day. So exposure therapy doesn't always work, but I think it does work sometimes for our fears. If something on the mental side, definitely it will work. I, I wanted to just like maybe experience something for you, Jason. Just yeah. close your eyes. Okay. Close your eyes and take your hand close to your mouth and just visualize you have a nice orange, which is like a half cut in your hand. Okay. And just start squeezing that orange, squeezing that, taste that juice. It's pretty, pretty good. Like the orange is like really good, good orange. Squeeze it, squeeze it hard. Even if you are watching online, guys, you can do this too. Squeeze it hard, close your eyes and squeeze that orange. Feel that feeling. Slowly open your eyes, Jason. Do you see anything in your mouth? The saliva? Yeah. So totally. you know, you, you don't have orange in your hand. This is just like maybe fake thing, but your brain does not know. That's exactly mm -hmm. the thing. The story that you are telling it to your brain, it does not know whether it's real or fake. This is going to brain will do the things it's supposed to be doing. As if you really have orange, brain is acting like you have it in your hand. Same thing in real life. Wow. The story that we are telling yeah. it to our brain, the brain will act accordingly. If you're telling like different stories, you're going to get different results. Wow. That is a really powerful demonstration. I think that's, it is, it's so 
physically oriented. And I think sometimes we need that physical response, that physical feedback to be able to understand what's happening up in our heads, right? Because we can't feel and touch, but it comes out in our bodies. And I think that's, that was super powerful. Thank you for that. Sure. We're winding down our time here. I'm going to throw your link up here. If you want to get in contact with you, omsi.coach. Yeah. Any final thoughts you've got on your mind here as we're thinking about positively impacting the world and living fully and dying empty? Absolutely. Everything is outside of your comfort zone. And one, one message I wanted to keep you, everyone in your mind, act before you're ready. Don't wait for a perfect moment. Don't wait for a perfect day. Just start taking that first action. Think about it, Jason. This is like a 70th show. For me, this is my first show live. So I'm acting before I'm ready. I don't know how this is going to be, but like I'm taking my first step. Same way, you can do that too. And then maybe a couple of months, maybe a couple of years later, Jason and I are going to be doing the show that's going to be 10 times better than this. Wow, so man. that's my That's great. Yeah. That is really great in such profound words. Act before you're ready. This is Coffee with Humans, a candid conversation between strangers who become friends. I met Vamsi now a little less than an hour ago, and we've spent the last hour getting to know each other in an effort to make the world a better place. So welcome, man. I appreciate knowing you as my new friend. Absolutely. Thanks for being here. Wow. We'll yeah. see you later. See ya. One of the things I love about Coffee with Humans are the raw conversations I get to have, meeting new people just like you. If you or someone you know should be on Coffee with Humans, go to coffeewithhumans.com. Remember, the only rule is no sales calls. This has been Coffee with Humans. Subscribe to get updates or click to have coffee with me. Coffeewithhumans.com.